live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. Okay, we're doing The Wolfman 1941. 1941. Directed by George Wagner. So is it, so was this an extension of the um, Universal uh, Horror franchise? Yeah. Uh, ten years later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. A practical man returns to the. Let me try over. Try again. <laughs> Start that again. A practical man returns to his homeland, and he's attacked by a creature of folklore and infected with a horrific disease. His disciplined mind tells him it cannot possibly, possibly exist. exist. Right. Well, yeah, there you go. Okay. Did you know that Boris Karloff apparently was really, he really wanted to be the lead role? Yes, he did. But but he he and Bela Lugosi and Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Uh, were competing for roles constantly. Do you think they screwed up, though? Cause I, I think they did because, uh, personally, I, I think that Lon Chaney was a really poor choice hmm. for uh, for this uh, did you know Bella Lugosi had a, a role in this? Yeah, he ended up being a secondary was, role. Yeah, it was like he was the gypsy, and and it's because he had the the heavy accent, you know. Yeah. Um, but the gypsy, the lady was awesome. I the lady was. was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Uh, she had a very strange look. I, I mean, even a little bit odd for a gypsy look. You yeah. know, uh, I don't know what that that uh, facial thought, feature is. But so the cast. I mean, I thought they were. The cast was good, actually. I thought weren't they I, kind of the superstars thought, of the day? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Claude Rains. And, Claude Rains. Yeah. Uh, Bellamy wasn't Bellamy in there. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Ralph Bellamy. Uh, yeah, this was a uh, uh, this. The cast of this was so far above the Frank's Frankenstein mm-hmm. cast, but I have a feeling that there was something about. It was odd that they had the cast that it did. Right. Um, but I think what they were trying to do is is surround Lon Chaney Jr. with a... Right. Because I could totally understand why they had Lon Chaney Jr. in the role. is because he was coming off of uh, his father's... Uh, his father was a very famous Phantom, Phantom of, of the Opera. And it was very well known for doing his own makeup. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that they were trying to uh, ride on the coattails of his success. And I think that he had done a couple of things uh, more recently uh, with them that yeah. were kind of horror related. Why don't you just check that out real quick? That's a great picture. <laughs> it is a really good picture. The thing is that I think that they were trying to surround him with, uh, yeah, look, of, of Mice and Men. Yeah. Now, now that would seem like the role for him of right. mice of men, yeah. right? Oh, totally. Yeah. But um, I don't think that he had done that many horror films, and and he certainly hadn't mm. led that many things. No. And I think that they were trying to put a a cast around him that would. Uh, well, it was for Boris Karloff to play that, right? And that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it really does. So uh, I wonder. I, I wish I had a documentary to find out. The back behind the scenes of those. Oh, I've got it. I've got a documentary really? on it. I'd like yeah. to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I I didn't get really time to uh, get into it. So this kind of started his career in horror because he did later on. He did like mummy movies and stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, he I mean, and he Dracula. stayed in. But but the thing is, is I always thought 
I always thought that his acting was subpar to yeah. uh, Bella Lugosi and yeah. and, oh, and, totally. and uh, yeah. Boris Karloff. So I thought the sets were great, and the fog the was were amazing. Great. Yeah, and, and and you know what? I wanted to point out something I thought that was really interesting. Um, we're looking back at at these forties uh, uh, films and thirties films. Mm-hmm. Now, not the thirties films so much, but w- we've been talking kind of about the evolution of cameras and lenses yeah, and oh, stuff like. I this. was going to bring up technology. Now, yeah. the technology had had changed, and and cameras had changed drastically. The uh, for 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 instance, the film plane has now got a backing mm-hmm. plate, and it's very uh, it's the the mechanism is much tighter, and so you're you're not doing this shake yeah, kind of yeah. constant shaking around as much, and the sound and, is much clearer, too. and the sound is clearer. Yeah, um, I think it my my feeling of the, watching this was it was almost too clean and too it was incredible and the clean. sound was super really perfect. really it's well like, done it's not as right. creepy that way you know right there that makes any sense i don't know yeah you know it, it's funny <laughs> it, it, it's almost like uh the flickering is an affectation that affects yes. that really affects how you see frankenstein well it's like you and dracula we were watching the conjuring right it? and you were talking about how bright it was and how right it took away from the horror of it right so <laughs> this is how and, i felt about this every, one right it was super clear and super uh, clean and I also want to say this is that the way that emulsions work, uh, film emulsions work. Yeah, emulsions. Yeah. Is it, and this is just really simple, but the black and white films were thinner than the later color films, huh. and they tended to be uh, crisper. And this was this was the time, uh, just about this time is when safety film came in. But the nitrate films right. were incredibly crisp and incredibly clean and mm. incredibly clear. And I think that that might have been a was nitrate original nitrate, print, yeah. silver nitrate. Yeah. And and the clarity yeah, it was really clear. is just it kind amazing. It actually blew me away. I'm like, uh, it's a little too clean. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> it, it is a little too clean. And and, and the thing is, is uh, uh, a lot of the technology that drove film at this point was also the technology that was driving the war machine at this uh-huh. point. Well, this is a, this was released two days after Pearl Harbor attack. Yeah. 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 So, and, and our military, our, our military technology had been coming up and up and up, right, yeah. you know, at a, at a, uh, at a incredible rate. I mean, uh, it was, uh, so speedy right in there, yeah. um, that, the technology of how we looked at things and how lenses were going together is because we knew we had reconnaissance coming up yeah. and and that sort of thing. Well, there's two te- two things that drive technology. Yeah. Military and porn. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the early movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I so te- so I which one was school. this? <laughs> I had a teacher in school that was always uh, talking about, she wanted to start, uh, she was working with the dean to try to start her own sexuality in cinema class. Right. And she was going to start with the early days because some of their earliest, earliest movies were porn movies. Right. Exactly. And, but I was like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable taking a class at school and sitting there with my peers and my teacher watching this. Why? Would, why? Anyway, so. Oh, 
But what? she was she was a woman that was a little out there. She was from Sweden, mm-hmm. and uh, she burnt I burnt took a it? French cinema class from her, and I loved her to death. But I was like, I can't sit in here and watch that with you guys. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I just I, I transferred to to Tennessee at that point. So ah, anyway. well, there there you go. But anyway, anyway, there, there really wasn't a. Mo- I felt like there was no monster in this movie, and why did they waste their time putting makeup on? For- yeah. It just seemed like it, it wasn't a monster been a guy. movie. It, it was a Jekyll and Hyde movie. No, you're right. This was Jekyll and Hyde. No, you're absolutely right. It was a very. Um, and it was. It was more of a. It was this. It was more of a. Sat- uh, I don't know. Sat- satanic or pagan? It was like a. It wasn't really a, a werewolf. You, you know what it was? It. It was. Because uh, uh, um, the pentagram and stuff. Yeah. It was. I don't yeah, know. but it was kind of. Um, what are they called? Atmosphere piece. Right. You know because. There's a lot of fog, and it was all done on a set. And this I wasn't mean, the yeah. first werewolf movie, and I've got to see this one. Werewolf of London, 1935. I oh, was, really? I haven't seen it. Oh, we have to check that out. Because I did some research. I was like, is this the first werewolf movie? I was like, 1935. See, I thought it would have been more interesting, and it kind of seemed like it at the beginning if Jenny uh, had been her lover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm just telling you that. Would, uh, um, Did you not think that the attic was a little big for the? This, it was a it, really it, it was, massive attic. But I have to say, this is the. <laughs> I thought the antique shop was really well done. I mean, as far as the look of it and mm-hmm. and the fact that you're always looking, it was very three dimensional because you're always looking uh-huh, through yeah. a, across a foreground piece. Yeah, yeah he, and around, he walked around it, and he walked around it, and and you could never really tell where you were, but it all always looked fascinating. No, I thought that was really cool. And the exchange rate was three dollars. Is wait, what was it? Fifteen dollars, <laughs> three pounds, fifteen dollars. That's a, quite an exchange rate. Yeah, is that how it was back then? I don't know. That's freaking insane to me. Uh, 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 and and you notice that he was just an engineer, uh, th- that his last yeah. job was working on Mount Wilson. Yeah, for 18 years. Yeah, but <laughs> but the Mount w- Wilson Observatory in L.A.? Yeah. That, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, well, uh, shout out. Hey, shout out to my uh, Griffith Park peeps. Hey! <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> and the castle wasn't very scary. Like if you look at like the Dracula castles of like the earlier movies. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You're right. This it just was just kind of a mansion uh, on the uh, hill. Uh, okay. Well, and also it was like, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is my castle. Um, it's our. Uh, we run a business. <laughs> right <laughs> and this just happens to be that the yeah. family castle you know it wasn't um yeah it wasn't very, good, wasn't very castle-y no it wasn't no it wasn't. this had a good uh horror horror uh element though because uh two girls with a stranger in the woods they go to the strange fortune teller guy right and then the girl leaves her friend with the weird fortune teller guy to go yeah, off with was, a stranger in the forest that, there was something <laughs> was about like that that was horrible like, things yeah, that can happen yeah. to everybody oh yeah 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 um did you not think the drunk people kind of were out of place like the, uh, it, what, the older at it was the like party older drunk ladies that were um i think it was in the yeah it was, oh, uh, or were they in the street yeah, yeah, they're in the street. Right. No, yeah. I remember they, that. They yeah. seem to be out of place to me. They they did. And and you know what the, the the thing that I really noticed about the film that was really super super apparent is that absolutely everybody was a better actor yeah. than the lead. Absolutely. I mean, 
way better. I mean, he didn't seem... He didn't seem... Um, and you had Bella Lugosi standing by. <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, the, the montage, the, it was kind of a surreal montage. That was probably my favorite part. Yeah, but it was terrible. <laughs> no, but it was my favorite part. It was a terrible <laughs> montage. I think I liked it because it was so bad. Oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what and it they, was. I like they how they threw like, in oh, all the gosh. elements. They were going to throw everything in this montage. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was more of a thinking movie. It was just kind of like, oh, let's think about what happens when he turns into a creature and it's psychological and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't scary. And, I like I that know. there was one character that used the line that there's something tragic about the way that guy looks. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> tragic. All right. Oh, and, and, and also, I like the way that the music, the, the, um, Music that's the soundtrack for the uh, was obviously just kind of melded and became the music of the uh, yes. of the Gypsy Band. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I remember really distinctly looking at it, going, "Well, nobody, there's nobody out there playing the piano, <laughs> right? Yeah, piano and full orchestra." I go, "Yeah, that's a hell of a Gypsy Band." I found an interesting trivia about the Fog, Evelyn Acres. Mm -hmm. Evelyn Anchors, that's her name, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, she said that during the final confrontation where they were fighting, uh, Lon Chaney and Claude Rains were fighting. Yeah. They said that the low-hanging fog, she was supposed to like pass out. She she fainted. Right. And she was supposed to Ooh. lay there for the rest of the scene. And <gasps> oh, she actually passed so dangerous. out. Yeah. She actually passed out from the, the chemicals. Right. And apparently they didn't notice until their, the crew was moving cameras around and they noticed she was still laying on the ground and they had to revive her. Dry ice. Uh, when whenever we used dry ice, uh, we would also have always have a spotter to see if somebody uh, went down either intentionally or accidentally uh -huh. went down far enough to get into the the fog because uh, what it's doing is it's displacing oxygen. Uh, yeah. So it looks. You know, just just like fog, but it's not because you cannot breathe in it at all. Right. So we would always, whenever we did that low line fog, we would have somebody that's their only job was just to stand there. And this is from a special effects point of view because mm -hmm. that was always our job, and and we would always be in charge of safety for our own work. Right. And so we would we would always have somebody and say, "This is our designated." safety officer for hmm. dry because dry ice is can be really really yeah. oddly dangerous you know because you you, you don't it, it it's like um a really really potent drink that doesn't taste it at all right so all, all of a sudden you just whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> well some of the fog was smoke i think in the at least in the forest in the forest that was smoke but there was a couple of scenes there where it was the low-lying fog yeah. right. and and uh i mean those are basically done with huge carbon dioxide tanks or uh there was a ton of fog in the nitrogen I mean, tanks in some yeah. of the scenes yeah, there was there was fog everywhere. But th another thing is, is all those outdoor scenes were done on a stage. So, right. you know, yeah. you would you need to not look that far. Yeah. Although Universal did have the hugest. Stages. So it's unfortunate they had her pass out in the scene and then lay there for the rest of the scene. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, well, it's, you know, it comes one of those things that you learn is like is as you go on and you you use it, you know, the, in, in, an inexperienced right. uh, special effects person. 
because that's dangerous stuff. Um, oh, see, here's I, the, you were talking about the montage, and I wrote yeah. that that was the cheesiest montage I have ever seen. <laughs> I, I just liked how they threw everything into the montage. They yeah, just like, yeah, it was like kitchen sink kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what was great about it. You know, the other weird thing about it was that that um, it, it was there was something about it where it's like the whole action of the film was in the last quarter. Yeah, quarter of the film, yeah. and it's just boom, 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 boom. Let's boom. wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's <laughs> wrap it up, guys. <laughs> I had the same thought too. Like, yeah, you know, in oh, oh, in the the footprints, <laughs> the footprints were just terrible. Well, uh, the uh, when he turned into the wolf, and the footprints walking, right? He was on yeah. his, he was on his toes, you know, right. I don't know, that, that, oh yeah, no, it was, was terrible. Rough. It was, it was. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I, I, I yeah, it, it wasn't impressive to me all the way through. Uh, I, I did want to bring up something about uh, the difference between uh, science and superstition. That the 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 fight of of an awful lot of these early horror films, you know. Frankenstein yeah. uh, is science. Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman. It's all got yeah. this, you know, science versus superstition. Right. Yeah. And uh, superstition is going to come back and bite your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can believe in science yeah. as much as you want. Or science and religion, too. I mean, yeah. Superstition yeah. and religion are kind of different things. But well, yeah. This but, was kind of superstition because it had like. Yeah, uh, this was superstition. And, and yeah. Uh, Dracula was a little bit more uh, yeah. uh, religious and based. And uh, yeah, Frank. It, it, and the, the funny thing is, is that that was such a moral uh, dilemma at the time because we were coming out of a long period of, you know, there was a certain magical thinking thing yeah, that right. went on, you know, uh, like uh, when you're talking about the 1600s, uh, which is are everywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, you know, in the way people think, you know, which, which is do exist. I mean, there's so well, many things that yeah. actually are this way. And, and we're as we're coming out of that and, and, and technology is starting to take off. And we have this thing that's called a motion picture in, in Hollywood. And we're going back and we're revisiting. Yeah. You know, stories, yeah. The, it, which is, you know, an important point at, you know, the first half of the uh, of the 1900s. Yep. So. So there. <laughs> um, in general, by the, the, the week, the totally weak. uh <laughs> performance uh, of a man who was totally weak uh that became the wolf man um i said to myself the guy is a tool right yeah <laughs> now i wanted to talk about something here i want to talk about something Uh-oh. i uh there is a, a special effects man uh his name is uh thomas bellissimo <laughs> wow his picture on imdb is amazing yes is tales from the dark side Ooh, the hidden quiet cool i might add nightmare on elm street three nightmare on elm nightmare on elm street four uh this was a friend of mine that uh on nightmare on elm street three <laughs> he 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 b- built bones for me 
Oh, really? Right? Yeah. yeah. Him, uh, there's pictures of him with um, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, um, yeah. I think I've Brian, seen those pictures. Brian Moore, you've seen those pictures, yeah. right? Okay. Well, they're in the book. Right. He he was on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 with me, and he comes up about halfway through, and he built all the bones, and, and uh, I was about ready to put him back out with the rest of the crew, and he comes up and he says, look, I have an offer from um, a, a, a show called Lycanthrope. Means... Werewolf. Werewolf. Right? So he did a werewolf show, and I guess later on it became called Werewolf. (laughs) Oh, Werewolf, Lycanthrope was the... um, Huh. Lycanthrope was the company. Okay. Right? Yeah. And uh, he says, I want to... I'm up to do the special effects to, to be the the coordinator i said really okay well uh well, that was tv too right so it was a right pay raise right <laughs> right no, well it was a pay raise uh he had a kid on the way yeah and uh and he says you know how can i you help me out and i, I said well uh you got the molding processes down um we used to work together on uh, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, and he did special effects mm-hmm. uh, for me. And and uh, so, so what we worked out was is we got, I got a cellular phone that was just for him, and he and I would call each other, and I would say, "Here's what you got to do: is <laughs> it, it, you, if you're in a mo- movie, if you're in the middle of a meeting, right, just gonna go." And they ask you how you're going to do something. You say, well, you know, I really need to think about it. And then <laughs> get to the side. And, and if it's rigging, you know, get to the side and uh, give me a call and, and, and we'll discuss it. Huh. And we did for his first year working werewolf. Uh, so you should have been credited as an assistant. <laughs> uh, I wanted him to succeed. No, you know? that's good. Uh, well, you worked uh, with him later on che- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, right? As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he worked on Nightmare on Elm Street Four too. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, you know, and uh, and he was a great friend. Uh, but uh, he, I started him out, and the the funny thing is, is that he called me almost immediately after, and he says. Listen, I need to know how to uh, crush the roof of a VW. <laughs> I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to get some rolled lead. And uh, you'll cut out the top of the v- bug where it's going to have to be dented in. And, um, and very carefully, without destroying the headliner right you're going to lift that top out and you're going to you're going to take uh, a piece of this lead uh thin thin like it's a lead foil almost Mm -hmm. put it on the top that you cut off of there and pound it until it's flat on that top and then cut it out add yourself about an inch all the way around put glue on that and then glue that back onto the top and then repaint the whole top and that's what he did. And the uh, werewolf comes along and goes, ah, ah, 
and pounds on the car. <laughs> wow. And I, I still remember to this day that that was his first gag that uh, we worked out on the phone. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, he also worked on one of my favorite Christian Slater movies, Pump Up the Volume. Well, there you go. That's right. <laughs> Another new line. <laughs> Cinema. Far out, man. Suburban. Oh, in Suburban Commando, I worked with him on it. Oddly enough. Oh, and Tales from the Crypt. There you go. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah, he's had quite a career, it looks like, since, since Oh, yeah, that yeah, point. yeah. And well, he's still working, and he's doing some awesome stuff. Yeah, and he's worked with Ta- Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, he was Tarantino's guy for a while. He's doing a lot of TV now. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just recently uh, sent a book his way. And uh, so uh, life is good. Yeah. Good for him. So uh, good for good and good for him. Yes. So he did werewolf stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So now uh, we've we've judged this. Have we judged this turkey? And if he ever wants to review, let's see what movie. Oh, he <laughs> far would. out man with us. No. Okay. <laughs> He's welcome. He's welcome. Anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so what did you think? Well, coming off of Frankenstein and Dracula, right, which were very good films, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> this is no Invisible Man either, or no. I I would give this uh, a two point eight at best, and um, I don't even know why I'm doing that. Yeah, because I'm kind of in it too. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand. I'm that. pretty disappointed. I, I can understand. I was I was really disappointed. I mean, I was, know, the wolf isn't really in the movie either. He's like hardly in there. Yeah, and the there's no great changeover, and no. he isn't particularly scary. He just looks like you know. Um, it's like the makeup looks, on Teen Wolf. It was very close to the makeup on Teen Wolf. Very close. <laughs> right. Uh, it, you know, it's like nothing that a good shave wouldn't take care of. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's about where I am at yep. with uh, wolves, as it were. Yep, me too. I got to okay. see this 1935 movie. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, get back to you I've on that one. I the title of it. Okay. Oh, well, anyway, I'll go find it. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Warrior Review Podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends about us, follow us, and of course, like us. We can be found on Podbean, which is an amazing app, YouTube, Stitcher, Alexa on any pod, iTunes, Google Play, we're on Twitter as well, at DW Review, and of course, Facebook. You can find us there. You can also email us at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. 